Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Casual KO. I didn't even ask if I was coming through clear. Am I coming through clear? Yeah, all good. Okay, yeah, we're multitasking over here. But um, yeah, dude, uh, excited for this pay-per-view. We wanted to run through this card really quick because I'm going to turn and burn this episode. Luckily, all 13 fights are still intact. We're still good to go. Nothing fell through yet. Knock on wood. Hopefully, we get there and we still have a full 13 uh, fight card. Interesting spots, man. I mean, it's a it's a heavy favorite card, so I feel like there's not much to say with a lot of it. Um, but there's some interesting like DraftKings plays and stuff like that. So for those that don't know, um, if you're listening to this right when we release it, BKFC is on. Some pretty solid fights on for the evening. And um, if not, you can watch it. To, you can watch it on Saturday. You can, you know, check it out after the early start time with the UFC. But, um, yeah, man, let's roll right into it because I want to, like I said, rattle these off, give some predictions. We'll stick with our game here. I caught up considerably. I think I'm about four or 500 behind you now when I was about a I thought thousand. That might be, I thought that might be the case. Yeah, it happens, though. It, this isn't a very, you know, telling card here either, so it might be kind of more the same. But we'll see. And I have a feeling a lot of our picks are going to be similar, so – um, we'll start just with the first fight of the night. Like I said, jumping right into it, Bruno Silva versus Shara Bullet is what we're calling him. Um, Shara Budtin Magomedov, interesting dude. Uh, one of the coolest pictures on Tapology that I've ever seen in my life. I mean, it's great. But um, what do you think of his fighting, man? Like, uh, obviously, you know, kind of a mythical creature. First fight ever in the UFC. He's supposed to be this killer. You were saying, you know, you were iffy about it, but what did you like? What conclusion did you come to after kind of doing some tape? If you did, um, so they just like make him out to be this, this, this fucking hectic like first round KO beast. Basically, he's just he's pretty dynamic fighter. Like, um, he's got dynamic striking. Striking. He uses kicks more than punches. It's like the reverse of a lot of fighters that sort of just use their hands and not much kicks. He's he's kind of the opposite. Uses a lot of kicks and not much hands. Um, but he's a volume guy. Like he's not this guy that runs out and hits you with like some big power punch and then you go down in one hit. Like it's it's body kicks and then a surprise flying knee here. And if that doesn't put you out, it's, it's, it's some more leg kicks and then some push kicks and it's just volume that he builds up on. And I think being that he's going out against uh, Bruno Silva, who's not great, but he's not shit either. It's probably going to be the toughest fight of this dude's career so far. Um, I feel like it's, it's, I I do have him to win, but I, I think a lot of people are probably like absolutely hammering first round, second round KO. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be, I think it could even go to decision, to be honest. Like, you remember Bruno Silva went three rounds with Alex Pereira. And, that and, fight and changed him, though. What's that? I think that fight changed him. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, his chin is, is a bit different. He hasn't had some of the best showings lately. But, yeah, I just feel, I feel like it could either be a, a third round KO for Bullet or, um, yeah, a decision. Um I'm that's definitely the side I'm taking. I'm not picking Bruno for an upset, but um, yeah, I'm not following everyone else and going with this first round KO. I, th- I think it's going to be late or even it might even go the distance. I like it. Yeah. I've got a pretty significant parlay. He is not in it. And I got the parlay at pretty good odds too. I'm I'm interested to see where you stand on my, uh, on my picks for my parlay. I'm heavy on it. Another four unit hundred dollar bet. Um, I guess that's a five unit for me, technically. But we don't really talk in units here. Um, I'm on that si- same side too, and I'm surprised, dude, that we're not that you're not going to the well like I am with the round two, round two knockout Shara. That's what I got here. So um, I'm tempted to put an extra unit on the dude though because it, he's not. I mean, this is a card full of big favorites. So I think I am going to do an extra unit. We're going to come in hot. Fuck it. Extra unit on Shara. I'm I'm like you though, man. I'm not 100 percent confident on this dude, but uh, we'll see how he ends up. I think Bruno's kind of lost it a little bit. Watching him in the ceremonial weigh-ins, he looked scared walking out, like he was exhaling. Like you could see him visibly doing it. He did it two or three times, and then when they faced off, he you know kind of erased all that and got into character and and looked good. He actually sized up really well with the dude, but um, you know some jitters there. He's you know Shara's the younger guy. 
And uh, yeah, that power of Bruno could uh, could catch Maka Madoff if he's uh, kicking too much here. But we'll see, man. He's creative with the strikes, elbowing from in close. Good Muay Thai fighter, but we're both on the same side here. Second fight of the night, Jin Yu Frey versus Victoria Dudakova. Um, you started the last one, right? I'll start this one. I'm on the Victoria side, man. I think that this is pretty cut and dry. Jen Frey, not, you know, the best lately. Uh, level of competition is great. I think that she actually beat Vanessa Dumopoulos, and I know a lot of people thought the same. Um, one thing about Vanessa, she doesn't. If, if Victoria does stupid shit, Jenny Fry is going to beat her. I mean, that sounds sounds really cut and dry, but if Dudakova kind of waits and tries to let Frey come towards her, I think that's her best move, and she could kind of fight off the back foot for like the first half round. Uh, but Jenny Frey is more of a counter striker and tries to kind of like go based off of what her opponent's doing. I, I'm I'm all in on Victoria Dudakova here. Very confident on her. I have not been putting women in my parlays lately. Big women favorite. You know, this is kind of a sketchy spot, but I'm going Victoria Dudakova. I mean, it's hard to go decision because the girl gets finishes. I think she's got six finishes out of her seven fights. The last finish was a bit iffy. It was like a an injury type thing. But, yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, but, I mean, I think that she would have finished Estella anyway. Um, and you could say that, you know, with that gator roll, that was what kind of made her – dislocate her elbow it was nasty man don't don't go back and watch it if you haven't seen it out there i mean it, it seems sad man it's different with women kind of doing this stuff and then like she's fucking breaking her arm in half and then screaming in the ring or in the cage rather um wild stuff but yeah man i think that uh victoria's wrestling is going to outclass Ginny frey frey's a decent striker but not great and i think uh victoria's meaner uh the much younger woman over 10 years younger that's a big deal in uh, women's MMA. So, yeah, Victoria all day. I'm going to go round two, round three submission, and I think it's definitely a submission. Yeah, no, I'm on the same side, um, same pick as well. I have submission round two. It's 14 years difference. There's a height difference. There's a reach difference. Um, and there's a skill difference, quite frankly. Uh, Junior Frey is like a bit under- underrated. Sure. Um, but yeah, going up against Dudakova, she's the odds kind of tell the story here. I think they're actually pretty reasonable. I think she will finish her. Um, yeah, that's where I'm at. I'm, I'm pretty much the same pick as you, submission round two. And I do, I've already bet on that. Um, I even have that uh, submission in a, in a uh, parlay as well. So I'm pretty confident on it. It nice. could be a TKO ground, ground a pound, but... um. It's just less common in women's MMA, the, the TKOs. It's, the submissions are more uh, common when it comes to finishing equity. So that's the side I'm going to take. Yeah, it's a freaking really bad line. Um, putting, you know, 100 bucks on this, we're only going to get $19 back. You know what I mean? Like, it's wild. This would be one, like, if we didn't have to pick on any fight, I wouldn't even waste my money here. Um, but, yeah, uh, 500, minus 500 odds. So we're both in that same boat. And um, yeah, my big thing too here, dude, is she got knocked out by Pollyanna Viana, who doesn't hit very hard, man. You know, she just, uh, Pollyanna just lost to, what's her name, uh, in her last fight. Jillian Robertson, was it? Possibly. I can't really remember. Let's double check real quick. It was someone that I was like, not super impressed with. She's decent, but oh no, Yasmin Lucindo not impressed with her you know what i mean and she subbed her so she's kind of more of a striker it seems like but i don't know man just kind of a weird women's mma fight we don't need to go on further um but yeah i agree dude victoria's much bigger she moved down in weight and Ginny frey was an atom weight at first 105 pounder so this is you buddy nathaniel wood versus mohammed naimov this is actually a really good fight man interesting yeah i mean um I feel like Naimov's kind of KO or bust, really. Um, when he has gone the distance, it's been, you know, like a decision split with some can on the tough enough promotion. Um, he, he's kind of like a finish or bust fighter. Uh, Nathaniel Wood's a lot smaller because he's coming up a weight. I think this is, might be his third fight at featherweight, though. Um, but, like, he, he can handle it. He can take shots and come back from them. He's got a good high guard pretty good striking um i think wood's gonna get this and, and like i 
I don't, I say easily, I don't mean necessarily easily, uh, but it, it will look, it'll probably look easy. Um, I think if it, if it goes to decision, it's, it's like a 30, 27, uh, but ultimately I think would can potentially finish Marbid with um, like leg kicks or even some sort of a scramble to it, like a guillotine or rear naked choke in the late second or in the third. Um, for my pick, I'm just being a bit spicy. I got wood submission round two, uh, but I could see a world where it's like a leg kick KO in round three even. Uh, usually I, with, with Nathaniel Wood, I would probably say the decision is more likely. Uh, he, he does get a lot of decisions, even though he yeah. is trying to finish the fight. It's like you can see he's, he's doing stuff at times to try and finish the fights. It just doesn't end up that way. But in this fight, um, yeah, I, I feel like just the kind of fighter Muhammad Naimov is by the time we get into that late second and, and, and that third round, given the sort of cardio and everything that Nathaniel Wood has, even though he's the older fighter by one year, I think he's just technically better. I think he can take the hits. Um, and yeah, I, th- I think he can ultimately finish Naimov one way or another late in, late in the fight. So that's, that's where I'm at. I've been wondering whether I want to put an extra unit on him. His, his odds aren't that crazy good, but I'm pretty confident on him. So I, I think I will... I think I will lay an extra unit on him. Okay. So 200 to get a total of 262 in total. So you're winning 62 off of that. Um, cool, man. Uh, I'm going against you here, man. I think uh, I think that Wood is the better fighter all around. But it's an interesting matchup, dude, because uh, like you said, and I think that you put it well, too, you know, he's either – Naima was either knockout or bust here. It's how he fights. Um I don't know, man. They, they're going to want the Tajiki dude to win. You know what I mean? Um, fighting out of Elevation Fight Team, he's got some of his team there uh, with Kamaru Usman and Justin Gaethje. So, obviously, the focus is going to be on Usman. But um, Gaethje, I know, is there because there's a little conspiracy going around that his knee popped. <laughs> his knee were... popped. I don't know, I've man. Heard, he... I've heard isolated audio and everything, and I was like, I was pretty... Like, yeah, I was, I was unsure of it, but then I started hearing like, for instance, like narco cop, you know, like he's, I'm sure you've heard some of his pods and stuff, you know, that he's like, he, he pays a lot of attention, watches the amateur scenes. He's, he's not really a, uh, I don't know how, to, he's not really a casual, but even he was right. certain that, that that's what was happening with that, given all their extra posts and videos and stuff that Kamaru released afterwards, like you know, basically pleading that that wasn't true. Um, and my guru has also got like isolated audio and stuff. And then I've seen on Reddit as well, stuff where like audio engineers have gone in and they've like removed the music or had the music turned right down low. So you can just hear the speech. And he says, he says it popped. Like he, he says that. And then when he's getting up, he's like holding his knee. Um, yeah, man, it just, I mean, I, I already gave my, pick out basically for what i thought was going to happen in that fight last week and and seeing that just solidifies it even more yeah i mean usman's had bad knees for a long time though so you know i don't know if it's going to make that much of a difference and um i really don't think that hamzat's that good which i think i know is crazy i agree and and my pick isn't even bait like i was telling people like my pick isn't a Hamza Dick Rider pick. Like that's not what it is. It's it, it's a Usman on the downslide pick. Yeah, yeah he's fading, it, that's yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. If if this was Usman two years ago, well, uh, this would be uh, ten times of a tougher decision. So, and if it was a welterweight as well, it, even harder decision. But just given everything, that's all the variables. That's what makes my pick what it is. Yeah, we'll get there. I mean, I have a lot of things I can say about that right now. But, you know, the reason I'm going with uh, Nyamov here is um, just because of that 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 power. I think that he could really hurt Wood. Wood seems to be a little bit chinny. I know he hasn't gotten knocked out in a little while, and I've seen him take some hits. But since he's moved up, I mean, he's a smaller dude. Um, I just have a feeling here. He took the hit from Andre Feely. Feely, yeah. And he came back and won. You know, that, those are the sorts of things that you see and you go, all right, this dude doesn't quit. 
and he can handle some of the power of these guys at this division. Yes, he stepped up. Yes, he's a short guy, but he's sort of proven that he can take take that power. So I guess we'll see. Oh, yeah. No, man, it'll be interesting. Um, I think this is actually a really good fight. It should be a fun one. Um, and it's cool that we're going against each other on this. But yeah, dude, I'm I'm gonna try and get a little, you know, crazy. The smarter pick is definitely Nathaniel Wood, but I want some action on some dogs on this card, and I think Nayimov is the best dog on this card. Um, so that's why I'm doing it. Uh no extra units, obviously, but Nayimov knockout round one. Let's go. Um fourth fight of the night, Anshul Jubilee, the very overrated. Anshul Jubilee versus the, I mean, just bad fighter, Mike Braden. Money Mike Braden. Um, I don't know. I, I do like Anshul Jubilee's merch. The King of Lions merch that he came out with is pretty dope. I, I'm not going to lie. I haven't but, seen um, it. I'll let you start this, man. But my thing is, like, the road to UFC competition is not good. He, I know he won that, but those fighters aren't good, dude. So I'm curious as to what you think with this. We kind of talked about it beforehand. He's the younger fighter, but uh, lay it on me here. What do you got? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I I honestly don't have too much about this fight. My my main thing is just the fact that Mike Breeden seems to be the guy that's brought in when they're trying to elevate someone slightly. You know, right. they, they bring him in against Alexander Hernandez, gets the KO, Natan Levy, another guy they're trying to sort of push for that Israel market, the Jew market. Actually, I don't even think he's a Jew, but a lot of Jews do think he is, so they Reason? just... No, 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 Natan Levy. Oh, well, he's is, from Israel. Israel. Yeah, yeah, but I, he's not... I don't think he is actually a Jew, but just because he's from Israel, a lot of Jews, like, they see the flag, they're like, oh, he's Jewish, and, and they... So that's like, they are trying to lift him, so they're trying to hit that mark. Like, what right. I'm trying to explain here is basically, if you look at his last three losses, they're all people that they're trying to lift at certain right. times. I you agree. know, same with... And then they bring in McK- McKinney against McKinney uh, a few months ago same sort of thing you know McKinney's been a bit rocky they're like oh let's bring this guy in and get a get a quick KO for him and that's exactly what happens uh now they have their only Indian fighter basically that they're also trying to uh boost up biggest uh, market in the world in India man well yeah you're right um them in China basically they're um, even bigger than China they got more well, people actually I would say I would say the Muslim market because it's not technically a country you know what I mean? It sort of spans over Russia, Arab, Arab Emirates. Um, he's probably not Muslim though, man. He's probably no, no, no. Indian. I just mean, I just mean in general, like in, oh. in terms of markets, like that's definitely like the biggest market would just be the pure Muslim market for UFC. That's why I feel like they're Maybe. trying to yeah. trying to do all these Russian fighters and and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, but yeah, my my. Asia. I think my my whole thing with this fight is that everyone's going with the KO. I've heard a lot of people say first round KO Jubilee. Um, I I just don't know if I see it going that way. Um, I didn't tape this. I do. I I did watch both of his fights live when they happened, um, but I haven't gone back and taped it, which I probably should have, so that I could just get a bit of a feel for what his power is like. Um, I've sort of gone the opposite direction with the method to a lot of people. I'm going Jubilee decision. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just going back through some of his, um, you know, last fights, he's, he's going to decision with guys and split decision with guys on the regional scene, you know, split decision and road for UFC. Yeah. And then yeah. he goes up against a um, sort of a tie fighter in, in, in Jekka and, you know, takes him down and ground and pounds him and, and that's kind of like the obvious way that that fight would go, you would think. Now he's going up against a guy who's pretty decent at wrestling. So it's, yeah, I don't know. I've seen a lot of people taking Breeden as a dog and going round three KO Breeden. Um, I don't think that's that crazy. Far. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going that far, but I, I'm going to the to the way that, yeah, it'll be more competitive than what the odds are saying. And I, don't know, I think it can probably go the distance. So Jubilee decision. Jubilee in some books opened as a minus nine hundred favorite. Yeah, that's so, ridiculous, dude. Yeah, he's, because this what, guy is John Jones is he? <laughs> I mean, this guy gasses, dude. Um, what would be an Indian version of John Jones? The name. The name. Um, oh, oh, there's so many combinations that you could, you could go. 
I mean, you could just ask John. Chat, chat GPT real quick. Sean. Okay, so we got Sean or Dazon. Dazon, and then I like Dazon. Dazon. Now we just have Indiana Jones <laughs> because when you type in the Indian version of Jones, Indiana Jones pulls up. Yeah, maybe if you can find some good, very common. I mean, you know, when, when with a name like John Jones, and I actually had a friend named John Jones. We got arrested a while back, and when he he's a black dude, and when he was getting grilled by the cops, they were pretty nice to me. I'm not gonna lie; they seemed kind of racist towards him. Um. They said, man, your parents weren't creative when they named you, were they? Because it was just John Jones. And he was like, damn, dude, why you got to fucking be like that? So just the most basic vanilla name, Indian name that you can find. But yeah, dude, Anshul Jubilee gasses like crazy. Mike Breeden's probably going to have the better cardio, but he's just not good, man. Um, You know that they want Jubilee to win this. I I give it a 30% shot that Breeden can actually pull this off round three. I think if you want to try and make some money. Let's say you're doing good the first three nights, uh, three or four fights, whatever this is. This is the yeah fourth fight. So the first three fights, you're sweeping. Throw five bucks down on the Mike Breeden KO round three. You know what I mean? Um, that's the way that he gets it done. He's not going to win a decision, I don't think, unless he gets like a 10-8. I could see this ending in a draw. But uh, Jubilee gases, like death gases after round one, round two. I mean, the dude has bad cardio. Um. Unless he's worked on that, I see the same thing happening, but I'm going with Jubilee. I'm not going to get too crazy here. Jubilee um, for my $5 profit that I'll make if I put $100 down on him. Come up with anything? We have some. Um, we have a diet thing over here in Australia, and the brand is Tony Ferguson. I've seen that around when I go to like the pharmacy. I'm just like, Tony Ferguson diet. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Is it his diet? No, no, no. It's just some like old guy, but his name's Tony Ferguson. But I did ask ChatGPT, and it says an Indian version of the name John Jones could be something like Jai Joshi or Jayan <laughs> Jain. <laughs> Jai Joshi, I like a lot. So, yes, he is not Jai Joshi. And I don't think he'll ever be champion, to be clear. But, <laughs> no, um, yeah, the guy. scouring that Indian market. Yeah, it's a way to break in. He's a trailblazer for the Indians, and and he's got a big country behind him. Um, and and you know every other country other than the United States is very nationalistic with their fighters. So he's got a million support, a billion supporters, excuse me, uh, over a billion supporters. Um, so yeah, they want they want this dude to win, man. So yeah, give me Jubilee, even though I think he sucks. He's overrated. Um, there's definitely a better Indian fighter than him out there. Uh, method. Fuck it, round one knockout because he's gonna gas after that. Now, next fight, dude. Uh, I'm actually glad that I got this one first. Cedric Dumas. He is a first leg in my parlay. Okay, um, I've got Cedric Dumas. I got him at minus one eighty six, and right now he is currently. Where is this fucking guy? Cedric Dumas. Where are you? Minus two fifty. So I beat some considerable line movement there. Um, I think Cedric Dumas over Abu Azaitar all day. Abu Azaitar is just doing this for like clout. It seems like he doesn't need to fight. Um, I guess he's a descendant of some royalty or something. So the dude's got money. There's that funny story of someone like scaling a building to give him potatoes. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. Weird. Uh, just kind of a piece of shit. It seems like I don't like people like that, man, that. He went in there and he was like waving his finger in uh, Dumas's face, and Dumas looked stone cold, man. Like he looked like he was like, "Dude, you don't fucking scare me, man." So I like that. I like Dumas. I want him to do well, man, just because he's. I, I don't know. I, I think he's cool. I know he might be kind of a piece of shit outside the ring, but so is John Jones. Um, give me Dumas. Give me. Uh, give me a knockout round one or two. You could also get spicy with a sub late in the fight, like two or three. Um, gun to head, Cedric Dumas knockout round one, I think. Yeah. Um, not too much to say on this. I agree with the thoughts on Azaita. Sorry, I didn't interrupt right. you too, dude. Yeah. I got an yeah. extra unit. On okay. Dumas. Yeah. No. Yep. Fair enough. I mean, I, I'll just say right now, I do too. Okay. Um, on, on Cedric. Um, yeah. Abu Azaita, he doesn't, 
him. I, he's got a brother that fights as well. Um, yeah, he's the worst one too. This guy is the worst of the two shitty brothers. I don't think either of them take the game seriously. Like you said, it's all about clout. Um, last fight two years ago, fight before that five years ago. Um, in the last seven years, he's fought three times, lost one of them. Um, yeah, man, I think Cedric can knock him out um, round two, round three. He's got the long, lanky limbs. Um, he's got He's been fighting pretty regularly, one month, six months, you know, three times in the last year, basically. Four times, five times, nearly six times in the last two years. You know, he's he's got a good strength of schedule. Um, yeah, I, I think you can knock him out. The submission's live too, though. We've seen Cedric. He's not, he doesn't really hunt for submissions, but if the opportunity presents itself, he will. And Abu could shoot when he starts to get tired, um, which will probably be pretty quick. And yeah, he could catch him in a guillotine or something. But yeah, ultimately, I'm going. Do must care round two with the extra unit. Okay. I like it. I like it. Round two for you. I'm going to stop sharing just for a second there. Um, Can you see? Whoops. Wrong window. My bad. Um, I like how Dumas is upgrading his like wrestling game and stuff. I know it was against Brundage, but Brundage is probably better than Fremd, I think, which is hard to say. Both of them kind of suck. But um, as far as UFC level, right, they both beat my ass, I'm sure. Maybe. I mean, they're kind of weird, soft dudes. But, um, I mean, the way that, that that Dumas, like, went out there and fought Brundage in his game and his world was interesting. And, yeah, he was looking over at his corner the entire time for advice. Um, But, yeah, man, I, I think that just coming in against a very untalented, just physically strong guy, Dumas is strong. He's athletic. Um, I mean, he's got those LeBron James shoulders, you know what I mean? Where the muscles on the outside, it's like a genetic mutation. I think actually like by definition, these dudes are both doing the same pose, but you can see the shoulder difference, right? Uh, hold up a sec. You've got a screen up that I can't see what you're actually. Oh, you can't about. see. I'm just looking at the topology picture. Let's see if you can see it. So. You know, Dumas's shoulders, they're on the outside. So no, when I he can. picks yep. his arm up, it's, you know, it, there's a there's a massive lump there. It's like LeBron James. And like I said, it's a genetic mutation where most people have arms like Abu Azaitar. But Dumas, the way that he's built is is athletic. I mean, he's gifted athletically. Mine, just because mine, actually, mine is similar to that, too. And I always thought it looked fucking weird. There's no way that your arms are as big as this dude's. Not big, but they do oh, that, okay. that weird. No, that... that <laughs> that weird um mutation yeah 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 well you're probably a fairly athletic dude then i'm just tall like really long and tall okay yeah i mean when i say athletic not necessarily cardio wise but like you have the genetics to be athletic uh with this so i mean i automatically give people like this kind of a handicap maybe stupidly but yeah dude i'm confident and the dude you know for the sake of our game i've got the extra unit just like you do and uh, I have him as the first leg in my parlay that I'm actually confident in. So, um, yeah, man, we're both on Dumas. You got him round two, and I got him round one by knockout, right? Yeah. Yep. Was that it? Yeah. Sweet. Okay, you're up on this one. I'm excited for this fight, too. Javid Basharat versus Victor Henry. And Victor Henry is someone that I'm really actually excited to put in to DraftKings Fantasy. Um, not saying that I think he wins or loses, but I think um, Javid scores badly, even in wins. So, what are your what are your thoughts on the Snow Leopard versus La Mangosta? I've never even heard that before, but yeah, what do you got? Um, well, you know, we've both sort of watched uh, the Basharat brothers come up from the Contender series. Uh, Javid's pretty good, but he's more of a uh, sort of pitter pat numbers guy, trying to build up the Favor of the judges, basically, if you want to say it like that, and, and try and sort of 30, 27 people. He's got good grappling. Um, he, from memory, he, he there was times where he didn't look great in the Mendoza fight. Um, he ultimately won that. But I think Victor Henry, even though he's 36 um, and he doesn't have the greatest sort of record as of late, I think he's probably going to give Javid one of his toughest fights at, up to date. Um, I'm going to go Basharat decision. 
that I am I'm not putting the- Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This dude in parlays. I'm not betting on this at all. Like These odds are crazy. It should not be minus 600 in my opinion. It should be so much closer than what it is. Um, and yeah, as you mentioned about like putting him in a sort of a fantasy, I would agree with that because I see it going to decision and I see it being reasonably competitive. So if you're going to get a cheap guy in fantasy, that's going to get you know pretty close to I imagine Basharat being the favorites, the most expensive guy in fantasy. So it's like He's if you're going to get yeah, so if you're going to get one of the cheapest guys that's going to score pretty similar to the most expensive guy, why wouldn't you just pick the cheapest guy? So, you know, I would tend to agree with that. Um, regardless of whether he wins or loses, he's going to be a good fantasy team player, in my opinion. Uh, but yeah, just to, just to wrap it up, I would I would say Javid Basharat by decision in a closely contested fight. I like it. Yeah, Basharat is ninety four hundred, which the most expensive fighter on the card is ninety six hundred. That's Muhammad Makayev, big time overrated. Um, and then Victor Henry is sixty eight hundred. So yeah, um, yeah, dude, I'm gonna go with Henry in uh, in a few fantasy lineups. Watch, this is the first fucking time that Javid Basharat actually acts like he's trying to finish someone. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, I, I'm with you. I think uh, Javid Basharat wins. He's 14 and 0. He's a huge favorite for a reason. The books don't want to, you know, have everybody lining up on uh on on a, you know, massive underdog like Henry and uh and Cash. So, I mean, everybody in the world thinks Basharat wins. Henry could squeak something out, man. He's going to have to get a finish though. I don't think that the crowd's going to allow for Basharat to to lose. Uh, you know, fighting out of Afghanistan. I think he lives in Brazil. Yeah, or no, I'm sorry, England. I was going to say Britain. Um but yeah, dude, uh, talented dude, just not exciting. I mean, him and his brother, both Fareed is the one that fought Blackshear. I get him confused a lot of the time. But yeah, Javid is the better one out of the two. And um, I think he gets this done. So interesting. I think it's probably uh, probably another fucking boring decision, maybe around three sub, but decision all day. Um, next leg in my parlay. Mohammed Yaya versus Trevor Peak. I'm on Trevor Peak, man. Fucking Tennessee all day. Uh, or Alabama, wherever the fuck. I thought he was fighting out of Tennessee. Um, Yaya doesn't seem to be much of a threat. Trevor Peak's not very great, technically. But the dude throws bombs. And um, I think Yaya is going to get knocked out here. Uh, been knocked out once before. But I think it could happen again. And, uh, yeah, dude, just uh, pretty cut and dry here for me. I think Trevor Peak gets a knockout round one. Um, if not, I think he'll do enough damage to where Yaya is a little bit, like, discombobulated for the, the remaining two. And, I mean, Trevor Peak went three rounds with Chepe. Chepe, we're seeing how good he is, man. I did pick him against your boy Jack Jenkins, um, and, and he fucked his arm up. So, hopefully, Jack Jenkins can recover quickly because he's fun to watch, too. But, yeah, man, all day Trevor Peak. Yeah, same. Peak KO round two. He's just more of a dog. Um, I expect the first round to just be absolute chaos, uh, and and it, and it could be a first round KO. Um, is it, is that that's what you picked first round? First round KO, and yeah. I wanted to clarify too. I do have an extra unit on that because he's part of my parlay. Yeah, I'll put an extra unit on Peak as well. Um, yeah, I, I mean the first round is going to be chaos, and and. and very likely could be a first round KO, but I'm just going to go two because 
odds wise, it's so much better. Um, I've chosen peak round two, round three on a few bets. I have him, I even put that in a parlay actually, peak two, three. Uh, yeah, first round, absolutely likely, but just for the sake of this, but something a little bit different, a little bit higher odds in terms of bets and stuff. I'm going peak KO round two. Just, he's just a dog, man. And he's just more of a dog than Muhammad. And when he's more of a dog than whoever he's fighting, he usually wins. You know, he's a dog, but he wasn't more of a dog than Chepe and he lost. So, yeah, man. Yeah. We'll see what happens there. I'm excited for that one, though. It's going to be a cool fight. It's always fun oh, watching yeah. Trevor Peak I'm, fight. I'm keen to see him. Like, it would just be so hilarious because, like, this dude's, this dude isn't just like some you know, Russian Muslim or something. This dude's from United Arab Emirates and he's a prospect of theirs. And just to see Tre- uh, Trevor Peak roll in and, and just KO this dude in front of all the Muslims is going to be pretty funny. Yeah, he's going to get booed like crazy. I mean, this is going to be the strongest boos that you've heard and then the loudest pop's going to be for probably Islam still, but Yaya is going to be a close second. Um, Muhammad really will get a pop. Oh, for sure, but not as much as Islam, I don't think. Um just because Islam is like their their hero, man. I don't even think uh, our uh, fucking uh, Volkanovski is going to get booed too much, man. Um, people people love that dude. So we'll see what happens there, though. We're we're inching our way up there. Um, this is your lead, and I'm going to close out of the screen because I've got to do something really quick. But Tim El- Elliott versus. Uh, do you still think Mohammed Makayev is going to be a double champ? Maybe in the future. He's 22, man. Oh man, I just he's 22 years old. Like, I feel like not, just got he's trying to be the youngest champ. Guys. He's trying to be the youngest champ, and that might not happen. But double champ absolutely could happen, man. You could be fighting for another 12 years. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't see it, but he's um, already 25, 26, and 0, something like that. Yeah, if you count his MMA stuff, right? Or his uh, amateur stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so so what are your thoughts here? I feel like I know uh, Tim Elliott, man. You'd like to see him win, but I don't know, man. Uh, this is this is a tough matchup. Even though yeah, this dude's fucking leg was bent backwards not too long. I ago. mean, I mean, this is going to be this is a good matchup. Like Elliott is good grappler, um, and I don't think Makayev's going to walk all over him. I'm going to choose the same thing I've chosen for the last four Makayev fights. Makayev submission round three keeps happening it's always big odds and i keep winning big money i'm gonna do it again muhammad makayev submission round three uh i see a lot of people saying this could go to decision though and i do agree with them um even though i always cash the submission round three it's always looking like it's going to go to a decision and he just pulls it off for me uh but yeah i'm just going to go back to the well go with that but yeah i think this is going to be very closely contested um I'm, what's it? It says minus four hundred here, but is uh oh yeah, I guess he is about minus four hundred at the moment. Yeah, no, I I mean the other kind of I I think a minus three hundred might be more sort of reasonable in this fight minus three hundred and Tim Elliott plus two hundred uh, because I do think it's reasonably close. I think it's better fight than the last three that he's had. But ultimately, I'm going to go with the guy that I like, Makayev. Um, and yeah, submission round three. I'm not going to put an extra unit on him because the odds just aren't there. And I can see better opportunities up the card more. Um, but yeah, I'm going with Makayev. Same thing I always choose. I like it. Yeah, if you could uh, if you could choose the round three and put some extra units on it, I, I don't doubt that you would do that. Because that is a, it's been a profitable move, man. I'm, I'm kind of a Makayev hater. I think, um, I think he's biting off more than he can chew. That I don't understand for the life of me the length of that amateur career. Um, I think he's got a huge ego to him and he's going to act like he doesn't. He just wants to be undefeated. Um, I don't know, man. I, I think that when they put this dude up against people and he's a minus 600 favorite or whatever, and then he's just getting to like, you know, third round submissions barely. I mean, that Philo fight was was nuts. Um, that dude's good though, really good. good. His next fight, he went out and got a round one submission, mm. um, and it was one of my most confident picks there. But yeah, dude, um, I'm I'm on Mokayev here. I can't not be. Um, I, I feel bad though, man. Uh, Kevin Kroom is fighting in the BKFC tonight. 
and mm-hmm. he's in the co-main event fighting Tony Soto. He's going to get blasted. Yeah, Tony Soto is going to kill him. I think I so a, too, man. Tony Soto is uh, I had a little geese at that just because of obviously what's happening with the sponsorship and stuff. And I was like, let me have a look at this to see if um, Elliot's going to get his wish. And I was like, oh, yeah, this dude's going to blast Kevin Kroom. Yeah, Tony Soto's good, man. And this is a different sport. Can you see this, by the way? I can't see anything. Okay. No, just Or just you. I can see you. Okay. Yeah, I will get out of here then. Um, Sorry, guys. Like I said, multitasking. But... Now you can see topology, right? Um, yep. So, yeah, man, I, I was watching, you know, they do the countdowns for BKFC. And uh, Kevin Kroon was was about to fight somebody. Uh, I think it was Chevy Bridge, Chevy Bridges. And this dude, uh, Tim Elliott's in his corner. You know what I mean? And, like, hyping him up and helping him get, like, you know, the job done and shit. Kind of unfortunate, man, but you know, who knows? Who maybe maybe Tim Elliott's a shitty dude or something. I don't want to say that, but you never know what's going on behind closed doors. I'm all in on Makayev here, though. Um, probably just a decision, dude. Dude's not much not he's not very dangerous. I wouldn't be surprised if he got a knockout though, like a quick knockout to try and like make a statement. Um and I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's a little worried to roll around on the ground with somebody like that after getting that knee bent backwards. But moving on. Uh, we're both on that same side with Mikhaev. Next up, we got the main card opener. We have Saeed Nurmagomedov versus Muin Gafarov. Gafarov. Um, Saeed Nurmagomedov is the third leg of my parlay. Um, this is a hundred unit, hundred dollars to profit three hundred seventy eight for a total of four hundred seventy eight. So, Saeed, I mean, if the other two guys hit. You got to come through here, man. I know that these Tajiki people really get behind their fighters, but all in on Saeed. I think he could snatch up a guillotine, which is, you know, not something that you like to bet on, but I think he's a better striker. He's longer, I believe. Um, I think he gets this done, and uh, I think this is not a setup fight because no matter what, you know, the the crowd's going to be excited about this. People from that region both fighting each other, but, yeah, dude, all in on Nurmagomedov here. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go with the guillotine round two. I have submission round two. Do you? <laughs> I do. I literally have that. Um, this is a step down in competition from, from Martinez. Martinez, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so, and I mean, as much as I like Martinez, and I was on the Martinez side, won me some good money. Um, Sade's good, and then he did well in that fight, but he did lose it. Um, and I just think, yeah, Muin Gafarov compared to Jonathan Martinez is, is a big step down. I think Muin could get caught going in for a takedown and, and get caught in a guillotine or he could even slap up a rear naked choke. Um, and now a lot of people, oh, oh, actually that's surprising. There you go. So less people are actually going for the KO than the submission. That surprises me. Um, well, maybe I'm on I'm I'm on the right side of this because I didn't even look at that. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Mogamed of submission round two. Um, and the way I could see it happening is is Muin shooting for a, a sloppy takedown after getting pieced up in the first round and and getting caught and and choked out. Um, Sage's done it before. He did it against Sage Cub, who's I don't know why that dude's not in the UFC, man. He's fucking good. Like he's one of the like top ten MMA grapplers in his division in the world. Um, and he's funny as fuck on Twitter. Yeah. Um, Saeed's got the guillotine a lot and this kind of guy sort of matches up perfect for that to happen. Um, so yeah, all day Namagomedov and I'll put an extra unit on him. Okay. Yeah. I got one on him too. Cause he's in my parlay. So we're, uh, we're either going to fly together or we're going to crash together. Um, we really need to rifle through the rest of these here. So share my screen uh, once I get this up. And, uh, yeah, we can just kind of pick where we are at. So agreeing with that, putting extra units on it. Ikram Alaskara versus Warley Alvarez. Who do you got here? I'll let you go again. Got Alaskara round two KO. Not Easy sold on the guy yet. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it is easy here. Not sold on the guy, though. 
Uh, Phil Hall's pretty tuny. Um, you know, he's been sort of gifted competition leading up to this. Um, I'm talking about in the other, um, in the other promotions. Uh, he did fight Dennis Tullulan, submitted him. That dude's not too bad. But yeah, I'm going Alaskator of KO round two. I think they're giving him a pretty easy fight, bit of a showcase fight. Um, yeah, ultimately that's where I'm going. This is a guy that got Pez dispensed against Hamzat Chamaev. Okay. Yeah, man, I am right I there know. with you, dude. I don't uh, know if I... you remember that fight where his head goes boing, like nearly lifts off his shoulders as Hamzat uppercuts him. Yeah, Hamzat is is a he he is good, man. I'm just not. I don't think he's that great. I think that he would probably still beat Ikram, uh, pretty convincingly. But I think it'd be a better fight. Um, I don't think it'd be what was it like two minutes or something, something um, like that. Yeah. But yeah, dude, it's it is kind of interesting um to see that guy and where he's at, kind of making a making a run there because he's a middleweight, right? So, um. Should be cool, man. I think it's around one knockout. Uh, Warley Alvarez is is not very good. Um, so yeah, Ikram round one knockout. Super super simple. Don't need to overcomplicate it here. Um, next fight on the night. We've got. This is interesting here. Magomed Ankalaev versus Johnny Walker. I'm on the Johnny Walker side, man. Um, <laughs> I think that Magomed Ankalaev is the most overrated top five dude out there i'm not saying that he can't be champion but the way that people talk about this dude is nuts like they say this dude's a fucking beast he's a killer all this stuff i know he's got a lot of finishes over anthony smith who gives a shit everyone beats anthony smith now you know johnny walker beat him convincingly should have finished him i think um tiago santos uh, he's really faded he's not even in the ufc anymore Volkan Ozdemir, neither one of us are a fan of him. Nikita Krylov, same. I mean, the dude's not, I mean, he just lost too. So he's looking good in a really shallow division. And I think Johnny Walker should never be plus 280 to anyone. I think if he fought anyone in the world, he should be a pick because you never know what this dude's going to do. So all day, Johnny Walker, I think around one, round two knockout. Um, and I think it could be a leg kick knockout. Or he, I mean, he really realistically could get a decision too. But if you know, Jan Blackowitz is kicking the shit out of your legs and you're going to a draw with him. I think Johnny Walker's got that length to, to do the same thing, but probably put a little more of an exclamation point on it. So Johnny Walker knockout. I'll go round two again. I have Walker KO round two um, <laughs> by something retarded. That's what I've been saying all week. Um, elbow to the side of the head when Magomed's in on a, on a double leg, um, side back fist to the side of Magomed's head while he's trying to grab a leg, something stupid, something like that. Um, yeah, I, I, Johnny absolutely mugged him in the face off. He was so much bigger, muscular and taller. And yeah, I agree. I, I think Magomed's overrated. A lot of people just keep going to the well and saying, oh, but, but he's elite. He's elite. But then they don't really give anything to, to sort of show that he's elite. It's like, oh, he, he went up against Tiago Santos and got fucking dropped and then just held him against the cage for fucking five rounds. Uh, he beat Anthony Smith, went to a draw with Yarn, like big, big fucking whoop. He doesn't use his most powerful weapon unless he starts getting rocked, which is his wrestling, which just shows stupid fight IQ. Um, yeah, I think Walker's going to knock him out round two. And that's where I'm at. All right, let's see. I'm just trying to fire off an email real quick. Um, okay, so what I got is on this next one. So we're agreeing widely. I mean, you know, literally the same thing we got here. Um, Kamaru Usman versus Hamzat Shimaev in the co-main event of the evening. Interesting. I mean, you kind of gave your pick already, but do you want to kind of go through what you got? I mean, Shimaev, KRM1. Um yeah, we've been talking about it for the last two weeks. It's just one guy on the up, one guy on the down. If it was two years ago, it'd be a lot harder to make this decision. Um, but basically, we have Kamaru Usman, nearly 37, going up a weight class, 10 days notice, against a guy that, style-wise, is not a very good matchup for Kamaru. He nullifies a lot of the things Kamaru's good at. Um 
yeah, basically, I think Chamayev's going to run through him. I've got KO round one Chamayev. Um, I could see him knocking Kamaru down to the floor and not not putting him unconscious and then just diving on top of him and, and just ground and pounding him or even darsing him, you know, something like head and shoulder choke, something like that. Um, but yeah, I'm going for the KO. I could see some kind of illegal headbutt or something from Chemaev. Um The dude's emotional, man. He, he's a fucking mental midget. I think he could really make a mistake here because he's going to be amped up. This is his biggest competition to date. I think he's going to fuck it up, honestly. Um, that's a shot in the dark, but do not be surprised if this dude fucking loses to Usman by his own fuck up. I mean, that's like, that's how he's going to lose his first fight is by getting disqualified. You know, like that's, that's the kind of dude that he is. Same with Makaman, the first fighter of the night. Um, uh, he, he fucking like kicks people and throws fits when he loses jujitsu or like gets in a bad position in a jujitsu tournament and shit like that. Uh, some of these guys, like I said, they're mental midgets, but yeah, I'm on a Hamza Chamaya first round knockout as well. I think it makes sense. Maybe second round knockout. It, I mean, it's just clear, you know, um, dudes, uh, you know, re re he's given up Sweden. Um, actually, you know what? Fuck it. I'll go Usman, man. I'll, I'll for the sake of this too. I'll go Usman. Um, it's a big dog. Hamzat has no loyalty to anything, right? He left his first shitty country, goes over to Sweden, doesn't like it, and then now he's part of this fucking, you know, UAE thing. I, I don't like the guy, man, and and I, I really think he's overrated. Usman, I think, like I said, I think he's going to be losing the fight, but I think Hamzat does something stupid, man. So give me Usman. Uh, no extra units because I think it's a long shot, but I'll take it. Nice. And... Main event. I mean, we don't I mean, need to say nothing. Yeah, I don't need to explain much. You already know where I'm at, um, and it's around three ko. Um, well, you wow. know, I was trying to say that. You knew where I was at, what side yeah. I'm on. Um, that's the Why method three? I'm going. I mean, when I'm when I'm going to bet, it's going to be one, two, three, or two, three, four. Um, fuck it, I'll go two. I'll go two. I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll go to, um, extra unit on Volk. Um, I mean, I don't really need to explain much, do I? I, I nope. was hard on him in the first fight and not a lot of people thought that was going to happen. And he showed us, um, he arguably won that fight and now, yeah, all those things just transferred to this fight with a bit short notice. Um, yeah, man, Volk's the greatest. That's the side that I'm taking. I'm not going to bet against him, even if it's smarter to, or I don't care. I'm going Volk all day. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I think that the smarter side is Islam, realistically. Short notice for Volk. Um, you know, everything is going against Volk in this one. Everything in the first matchup was going in his favor. Um, I did rewatch that fight, man. Islam did win it. He knocked down Volk twice. You know what I mean? Like, Volk knocked him down once. Um, I don't know if you've rewatched it recently, but... You know, we went in thinking that that you know it was a long shot that Volk was going to win, and I'm sure that you you felt confident because you know he's your countryman, you want to support the dude. I I want to support him too, man. I like him a lot more than I like these you know cut and paste Dagestanis. They're boring as shit. But um, you know, I had to be honest with myself. Islam did win that first fight, in my opinion, and obviously on the scorecards he did win too. But um, it was a good fight, dude. Volk I think gave him his toughest fight by far. I mean, that's undeniable. So I think with this, I think it could be a round one knockout Volk, dude, just because I think he's coming in and I think he's, I think he, ha he knows that he has to fucking go. Like he's got to get this done quick. Um, he doesn't seem like the dude that's out of shape when he's not fighting. I think he's always training. I think he's always good. He's kind of downplaying himself a little bit. He's saying, oh, I'm just coming off the couch and all this stuff. You know, it's like, no, you're not, dude. We all know you're not, you know, you, you do the cooking with Volk. But you're not. I mean, a lot of there's there's people that say he is too, and that's why that's he's stupid. got no chance. And that's all the daggies. They're like, oh, he's just doing it for the money, and that's that's why he I, doesn't need. I like money. it. Yeah, but but hey, let him say that. Let him say that because then yeah. when they do, he gets beat. It's like I I literally commented to, to one of them on YouTube saying it. I was like, you always talk this shit, and then when your fighter gets beaten, you have like a hundred excuses. It's like, how about you just let the fight happen, and then if your fighter wins, then you can talk your shit about the russians like because if alex comes out there and knocks your dude out in one round like 
these fucking paragraphs of shit that you can't have been talking. Like, what are you going to say now? Like, you're going to have to come up with a paragraph of excuses as well. Yeah, man. Yeah, these guys, uh, they're the worst fans in the world. I think MMA Guru actually says that too, which is funny. Like, these Dagestanian supporters are just the worst. You know what I mean? Um, I think there's a lot of closet gays out there. They're not allowed to be gay where they're at. And they do some very homoerotic stuff in, like, spas. Like, they'll all be, like, on each other in fucking saunas <laughs> and stuff. And it's just weird. Um, I know that that Muslim culture is very anti that, you know, in front of the crowds and stuff. But, you know, there is that saying that the uh, my military friends have that supposedly they were told about the Taliban and things like that who are, I guess, Muslim, right? Uh, that women are for breeding and men are for pleasure. So... <laughs> I don't know. Uh, something weird about that culture there. Uh, not hating on it, just stating what I've heard. Yeah, dude. Uh, early finish for Volk. I think uh, round two is solid. Round one, round two, round three. If you could, you know, find the bunch of those rounds, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna play pretty considerably on him, just because it'll make it that much sweeter if he gets it done. Um, and, and I'm not gonna feel any joy if Islam wins. I'll just be like, okay, cool. Um. I think that if Islam does win, though, he'll beat whoever, um, you know, wins out of Colby and, and uh, Leon. Um, he's he's good fighter, man. I think that, uh, honestly, an interesting fight would be Colby and fucking Volk, too. But we'll see, man. It'll be fun. Um, be awesome to see Volk be a triple champ, dude. That'd be really cool. I think he could do it, too. But that's it, I mean, man. We was, ran... If he just started his UFC career like three three years earlier or something... We would we would have seen like clearly the greatest fighter in the world. You know yeah, what I mean, like he's thirty six, nearly thirty seven now. And it's just like I think maybe thirty five, nearly thirty six. It's just like fuck, man. If he was just three years younger, if he just started this shit three years earlier, he would have been like just a monster. Yeah, the reason John Jones is the best is not because he's the best fighter. I mean, the dude never took any risks. You know, like no short notice replacements. No double champ uh, dreams or anything like that. Um, he's definitely, I think he's a bad motherfucker, but I think that pound for pound, Volk's got to be it, like already, I think. Um, I think, I think, and I'm biased, but I think he's the best, the best combat fighter ever. Combat athlete. At least in MMA. A fart? <laughs> I heard oh, a with fart. The, with the mouth. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, no, yeah, dude. I, I tend to agree. He's he's very, very good. It's tough to say that any boxer or anything like that would beat an MMA fighter in an actual fight. Um, Taekwondo, Muay Thai, any of this shit, you know, everything within reason is allowed in an MMA fight. So, yeah, dude, I'm on the side of uh, Volk here. I know you are, too. We ran through that card quicker than usual. I got to turn and burn this thing. So let the let the audience know anything um, that you want them to know and remember if you're listening to this if you catch it before the fight starts we got a 10 a.m eastern time start so seven here on the west coast i'm waking up early and uh making some middle eastern food over here dude i'm gonna have some fun so what are you 1 a.m uh, for me i'm buying a buying a bucket of kfc i'm gonna reheat that shit and just have that (laughs) reheat it and uh enjoy yourself man but anything else you got now i got nothing man um pretty keen for this it's pretty pretty stacked card all all the way so yeah i'm I'm happy for it it's, it's going to be a nice vibe getting up at 1am and watching the big dubai card so yeah hope everyone enjoys it and makes some money hopefully i make some money hopefully i can stay out ahead of you um but yeah See, i'm catching i'm coming yeah i, I mean no are. matter what happens on this dude the one that would make a difference is naimov at this point um, I'm also not doing an extra unit on Volk. I'm playing that a little safe. I only have four units on the table. You only have four units on the table. Do I? Um, I thought I had five. Well, you've got Dumas, Peak, Saeed, and Volk. I'll put uh, put, uh, a guy Wood. You want one on Wood, too? Yeah. I wonder if I should throw any double units on uh, anybody. I'll throw two on Saeed. That's fair. Throwing two units on Saeed. Saeed at fucking, well, I'm looking at decimal odds, $1.44. That's fucking, that's good odds. 
Like, that's why I'm saying, I, dude. That's why I threw those guys in my parlay, man. I think that those are like mismatches for the odds. And when you're trying to parlay shit up, it sucks doing like 400s, 500s, 600s. So I'm like finding some close matchups where I think it's going to happen. I'll also throw my extra uh, second unit on Shara, um, the first fight of the night. So I got one, two, three, four. Oh, no. I already got them all done. Okay. My bad. So I've got one on Shara, one on Dumas, one on Peak and two on Saeed. So that adds up to five. You've got Wood, Dumas, Peak, Saeed, and Volk. like it. I like that. All right. Well, going to catch up to you another three or 400 here, and then we'll see where we're <laughs> at. Right? But uh, <laughs> cool, man. Enjoy the fights. Enjoy that KFC. And uh, you'll hear from us all much earlier next time. Sorry about the late release, but... It is what it is. Living on opposite sides of the world's hard to coordinate, guys. So enjoy it. And hopefully, I mean, I watch all my shit and gamble like last minute anyway. Um, I put my parlays in early, but that's about it. So hopefully this still works for you guys. Enjoy the fights and we'll see you all soon. Peace.